welcome back to another episode of Improper Mimi, where we talk about things that empower women at home, work, and play. I'm your host, Mimi Jacks, and today I'm kicking off Mental Health Awareness Month by encouraging you to take time to reflect on your own personal mental health and growth. In this episode, I'm sitting with Kimberly Moore of Black Woman Be Whole. Now, I first met this fabulous woman, Kim, in celebration of one of our dear friends, Ovioma Richardson, the founder of Watch Her Win NYC. And I absolutely loved Kim's energy and zest for life from the very get-go. So you know we hit it off right away. I saw what she was doing with Black Woman Behold and was super excited about the mental health workbook they were launching titled, Hey Sis, Are You Okay? So I wanted to bring Kim on the Improper Mimi podcast to share with you, our listeners, about some of the great things that she is doing to help empower women at home, work, and play. So allow me to let Kim introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about what it is that she's doing. Oh, thank you so much, Mimi. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you for having me on Improper Mimi. I've been excited. I've been listening to the podcast and now it's my turn. So it's always a fun thing. Um, yeah, I mean, where do I start? Well, um, in about 2016, I was in a relationship, a 12 year relationship, which ended. And I think for me, like, it was kind of like a whole reset of my life, trying to figure out what do I want to do? There was some depression because, you know, the ending of a relationship for that long, you know, that's a loss of identity. And so I think for me, it was really like a really tough time for me mentally and I kind of distanced myself from other people. So um, I didn't do a good job of staying in touch and keeping my relationships and letting people support me. So, you know, work through that with people. And then one day I was just reading this article that said that there were going to be as many divorced and single women as they were married. And it was actually talking about like the financial aspect that women would be going through. Right. And so Thinking mm-hmm. about that, applying that to my life, realizing I went from two income living situation to a one income living situation. <laughs> it was just like this thing, this epiphany, like, oh my God, I am like kind of screwed here. What am I going to do? And so I decided yeah. to like do like a conference for women because I wanted uh, these women to have the information that I didn't have. So fast forward a year. So MLK Day 2018, I had this conference. And um, my business partner now slash friend at Nisha, who's a, a therapist, was one of my presenters along with a few other people. Jaquette Timmons, she's a financial behaviorist. And um, Diana, who was talking about relationships. And so, um, and I realized that for me, it, I wanted to go deeper and I didn't feel like the makeup of the room allowed that to happen because you can see certain people not willing to go deep enough just because you don't know who's in the room. And so really being able to hone in on I want a safe space for people to talk about all the things, not just the surface things, the fluffy things, but the heavy things so that we can really start to address it. You know, fast forward a few months, I talked with Anisha and I said, listen, I want to do a thing with you. We've been friends for 20 plus years. You're a therapist. I want to get into mental health work with women, specifically black women or people who identify women, humans that identify as women and black. Um, and I think we could do something really cool together. So that was kind of like the genesis or the origin story of Black Woman Be Whole. And, you know, we got into it, sat at her table for days, hours on end, you know, her kitchen table. And, you know, the idea is always birthed at a kitchen table, right? 
So for for, so for women, I think that Girl, that's everything where happens in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks, drinks, the table, and ideas and creativity, late nights. And so exactly. we came to Black Women Be Whole and, um, and, you know, I think the rest was history. Like we were really living into it a little bit more as we kept doing it and talking through it and realizing, you know, who's our audience, who's, what, what do they need, what can we provide them, mm-hmm. and what is, what, what's the makeup or the infrastructure to support doing this work. So, you know, that's the long and short of it, if, if I could like call it that, but... <laughs> You know, that's how Black Woman Behold started, you know, and it, it started from a place of like my pain, which I think for a lot of people, right. when they create things, they create it out of a need that maybe they have, right? Or that they that they want. So that's pretty much it from, I think, the origin story of right. Black Woman Behold. And that also just even goes to speak on what an awesome woman you are, because not just that you looking or you had to find something of healing for yourself, but you took it to the next level of wanting to help others to heal, yeah. you know? And so that's just like, um, you know, like we say, empowering women, helping other women that have gone through perhaps what you have gone through or whatever it is that they may be suffering with or that they may need to heal from, or, you know, just a new chapter in their life that you were coming and bringing things together that would help them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think thank um, you for that. I love oh. it. I love it. I love it too. I think um, for me, it really feeds my soul. Like I'm really big on community. I'm big on sisterhood. I'm big on supporting other women. That's one of like my values. And to be able to do this and live into that is such a beautiful thing for me. And to be doing it with a friend of mine, like we've been friends for over two decades, you know? And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have this bond that has been strengthened through our business and our professional life. And in turn, his strength in our personal life. So we're actually, we've been saying we're modeling this thing that we want other people to do because people are always like, you've been friends with each other. So many women don't, aren't able to be friends with each other so long, you know, no catty, no right. weird stuff, no like breaks in between the relationships. So I think um, with the exception of my breakup and when I, you know, ghosted everyone in my life, um, <laughs> you know, they still, they still give me about that and it's like can you let that go that was a long time ago too so you know I I feel like it's the only time like as a friend I've kind of like not been there so they keep that on their back pocket sometimes Um, but to be able to help women um, who look like me who I know have similar Mm -hmm. circumstances and um, who really do need the support is such a beautiful amazing experience you know I always said, you know, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. No one's going to come and help us. No one's going to come and save us. The resources aren't there. The funding isn't there half the time. You know, we make 63 cents on a dollar. So it's like all, it's like a perfect storm of nonsense that does not support us. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping in to, to show it for my sisters. And for me, that's a very important um, piece of being able to do this work. Oh, no. And, and it's definitely needed. Thank you. Um, and then even for like these past couple of years where we've come through this pandemic, you know, how have you, um, how has that kind of impacted Black Woman Behold? Like how has that kind of had uh, any obstacles or kind of had to make you shift and how you're able to present and bring and be, and be there for, for the ladies? You know, that's a great question. Let me tell you something. The pandemic... <laughs> 
has done a, a doozy on everyone's mental health. <laughs> so it's also kind of like a very weird thing because everyone's going through it and we're uh, still having to support each other. You know, Anisha's a therapist and she's seeing her clients. They're all going through the same things. We've just been talking about how like bizarre that is and like unheard of in our time, you know, because we've never experienced that. And so I think um, we had a very difficult time for the pandemic because one, our mental health was impacted. You know, I was working from home. I was isolated. Same for Anisha. And so it was very difficult for us to feel like that energy that we had experienced when we were like doing something. We did a focus group. We were ready to launch. And then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. So now we're like, what the heck do we do? Because we don't have anything. Everything that we built was based on being in person person. and connecting. I mean, like we have one of our exercises was like going around the room and hugging every woman in the room. You can't do that now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We had to retool everything (laughs) and we just had to pivot. And it was so difficult because we've never had to do that before. Everything that everyone has ever done has always been in person. So we had to shift our minds to think about what, what, how do you create similar value in a, you know, in a 2d space and also convey what you need to and providing a safe space for them as well, because we talk about some heavy stuff. So how are we showing, how can we have people be support, women be supported in those spaces? And it was really hard for us to really think about it, but you know, we had, again, we had to go back to the kitchen table. The kitchen table is the MVP in this business. I don't know how we, (laughs) if you don't have one, get yourself one. You need a kitchen kitchen table. table. (laughs) Get a kitchen table. Okay. That kitchen Mm -hmm. table is serious. So we sat there and we just were like, we've got to do something. We've got to figure it out. We took the elements of it and we said, well, how does this, how do we do this? Like virtually we, we took a lot of classes ourselves Mm -hmm. and we, and we started to track how do we feel and what do we, what's missing for us? So we just really replicated the process but in a virtual space because we went out um, and looked at a lot of different programs. We actually attended, we spent a ton of money attending things so that we can know and say for sure, this is for us or this is not. And then we took what we wanted to do and we made it, we made it, we made it what we wanted to. And so we just did the same kind of thing. So tons of zoom meetings, tons of like webinars. And so we were able to then kind of extract the things or flip them in a way that allowed us to, um, really understand what are we trying to provide in this space and, and, and kind of like level it out. So, um, the pivot was interesting. And yeah. I think for a lot of us, we were, we were all going through it. So very, very, um, very interesting time. I will not forget it. I assure you. <laughs> it was, Girl, it was a- I don't, I, I really hope that nobody does, you know, because there are so many things that we learn about ourselves like right. how do you how do you interact when you're the only one in the office? Like if you're the only one at home, you're the only one in the office. Like how do you work in that environment? How do you and some people like for like my sister, you know, she's an introvert. She's fine. She's like, I didn't right. want to go to the office anyway. I'm good. Email, email, email. And me, I'm a social butterfly. So I'm like, hey, yes. how you doing? Good to see you. You know, talking to everyone in the office. And now I'm home alone, like looking out the window. I see like someone walking down the street. I'm like, oh, yeah. look, someone's driving <laughs> in the neighborhood, <laughs> talking to myself at home. Right. So we all had to adjust different yes. ways. And I'm telling you, I was not going outside anywhere. So I was really like, right. like, um, I just needed that intervention to be like, exactly. it's okay to go 
take a walk around the block, you know, it's okay. Go to the club supermarket. You're not dying. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, it's now I'm like, okay, it's almost just about almost normal, you know, but still everybody wash your hands. Got to keep on washing your hands. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because those those, those grandmas who always said that, that went through it back in 1918, I was always wondering why my grandmother was like this. Now I know. Don't touch Mm -hmm. me. Don't go in nobody's house. Don't touch nobody's stuff. Stay where you mm-hmm. are. Like it. Oh, it makes sense. It's cyclical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know how clean other people are in their homes or whatnot. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff was popping up. So you guys pivoted and you were doing like virtual events. I mean, you guys have a podcast. I know Black Woman Be Whole is a wonderful podcast as well. And yes. um, we're going to make sure that we give everyone all the details on where to find you, how to find you. But I know one of the ventures and activities that you guys are up to recently that I was like super excited about. I was like, oh, I'm going to get me one. I got me a, hey, sis, are you okay? Because we were all not okay. That's right. We're not all okay. But tell me a little more about this effort and this activity on how to, you know, check in on people like this healing journey. Like, like what is this? Tell me what it is. Yes. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. You know, it is definitely a labor of love. Um, we actually worked on this book during a pandemic. And so, you know, the foreword speaks about the pandemic because when we started it, we actually started it before the pandemic and then here it comes. And so we really had to think about what some of the elements in there um, and retool a little bit. So that was that was good and bad, right? Like it delayed some production, but it also allowed us to really capture like what's going on presently so that it felt more relevant and present for people. Um, but um, Hey Sis, Are You Okay? was really born out of like our desire for people who want to do the work on their own and not like have a, a whole group setting because a, a big part of what we do is about group work and, you know, community. But there's some people, like you said, the, the introverts, the people who really just want to you know, sit down and do it on their own and kind of get to, through their own process. We wanted to create something for people that allowed them to see like one, our methodology, um, which is about the people, the labels and the life events and how they shape you and um, tell people who you are. So the people that raise you, they give you your values. They give you all the things that you now, that you, that show up in your life. You speak the way you've been spoken to. So all of those things, they give you your labels. So if they called you smart, you might've been okay. If they called you stupid you know, you might've had a lot of problems, right? So it's really being realistic about what's been given to you in your formative years and how it's impacted you. And then, you know, the life events, we've all gone through childhood, you know, puberty. So there's rites of passages. If you're, if you're a particular age, you're going to go through a rite of passage. And so how does that Mm -hmm. impact you um, based on those kind of other factors as well? Because I am very resilient. I grew up in the Mm -hmm. (laughs) eighties and I grew up by myself because everybody was at work. And when I tell you, you can, you can drop me in and you can drop me in a war zone and I might make it. It's because of how I've been conditioned and raised, you know, is that always a good thing? Maybe not, but you know, I am very tough and resilient and I can make it through a lot of things, whereas some people cannot. And so that has a lot to do with your family structure and what's been given to you and what you've received. Mm Because sometimes you reject things because it doesn't fit you, but I'm really exploring those things and how did they make you um, be who you are today or, or shape who you are today is I think that's where you have to start because where does it all start anyway <laughs> in the formative years, right? <laughs> it's not like 
it doesn't start in a workplace with white supremacy. It starts at home. And so really, right. uh, you know, exploring those origins in a way that allow you to grow from it or learn, maybe this is not worth uh, me holding on to so that I can move on with my healing journey is very important for people. And, and people re- do that in different stages of their life. And so yeah. we wanted you to have a resource. We wanted women to have a resource where they can explore that on their own at their own pace, because not everyone's story um, is about marathons or sprints. Sometimes it's like stops and starts, mm-hmm. you know, you put it down, it's too much because you can't deal. So, you know, giving you room to do that and at yeah. your own speed, because you are in control of your healing journey and helping women understand that, like, the only way it's going to happen is if you show up for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, find yeah. the tools to give you what you need to, um, you know, find the resources, find the people who can, you know, help you see things in a different way, you know, through therapy and those other kind of um, resources so that yeah. you can um, be good, you know, whatever that means yeah. for you or be okay. Cause Sometimes okay is better than the alternative, you know? So. Right. And and a lot of it is baby steps too, you know, like even recognizing that yes. there's something that uh, you have control over and how you react to certain situations and knowing that it stems from within you. And yes. sometimes it does take that time to sit back, relax, write it down, really kind of think about it, have like those prompting questions that make you wonder like why am I like this and is there anything that I can do that's within my control to change it or to affect the outcome differently um and I and you know all throughout the pandemic and even before like you'll keep hearing me talk about on the podcast about setting boundaries and not just setting boundaries but communicating those boundaries to other people so I can't get mad at you if you don't you know respect my boundaries if I've never told you what my boundaries are (laughs) you know so there's there's different things that you know we have to learn about ourselves and that we can work to control so that you know, it helps to improve our lives as we go. Um, and, and, and the interactions we have with other people, um, cause all throughout our life, different oh, stages. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause relationships make up so much of our lives, you know, so we really have to, um, right. Um, work on that. So absolutely. And, and also the relationship with yourself, because a lot of us don't know ourselves as, as well as we should, because, who you are, we, I, you know, I can tell people, you know, um, I'm not afraid to talk. I'm an extrovert. I'm, you know, I was not raised to be a shy, retiring type of person. So <laughs> sometimes I'm in spaces like I, not me, not you and not us. Okay. Cause that's not how it's going to work. And I think, um, what I want other women to know is that they are more powerful than they know, like get your power back because that it's, it's in your mind sometimes where you don't believe that things are going to go well or that you can't change things. And it could be chemical, but it's also that conditioning that you have been raised to be a particular kind of person, whether it's to be quiet as most girls have been raised to be. If you don't speak up right now, like you just said, then no one, you won't, you dictate to people how they should treat you because if you don't, they'll treat you the way that they've been treated or that they've treated others. And so that might not work for you. Uh (laughs) You know, so Uh I just want women to know that they are more powerful than they know. And you can, un- you can undo a lot of the things that have conditioned you to be a, a particular way that's not serving you. Right. Um, because that's what we need to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. This is a great reset. Let's go. <laughs> 
That's right. Let's do it. Oh man, girl, you just are like just leading right into like my next questions and everything, you know, because that's one of the questions. Oh, am I? Yes, yes, yes. Because I mean, that's one of the questions I have is like, why is it so important for women to take charge of Mm. their own healing? Yeah, um, I think for me, um, it's important for uh, women to take charge of their own healing um, because. I, you know, this is like the optimist, the Pollyanna. I just want, I want everyone to just have a good life. Like we're here, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I don't want you to wait for the rapture. I don't want you to wait to after. like, we're here right now. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) no need to wait for it. Create it right here for yourself. And then in turn, you're going to be giving that to others. So we can't have a healthy community if, you know, the ones are like down and they're not really understanding that, like you're part of something, right? Like I'm part of an ecosystem of family, of friends, of a community. And, you know, it's important for me to be well so I can be well with others or help others. Cause that's, that's like one of my values, but also um, like, why would I want to be sad and miserable and, and kind of like really not in a healthy space? I think really having happy, healthy families, communities, and individuals for me is like that altruistic kind of thing. Like, yeah. And especially women, we we carry so many burdens. <laughs> we do so much. And it's like, give a bitch a break. Oops, sorry. <laughs> give a bleep, give fine, a, bleep yeah. a break. <laughs> you know, right? Just, Just let me live my life. Right. <laughs> right. And- like if I want to be out there living my best life, let me. Like mm-hmm. cheer me on. Don't like try and like shut me down or, or, you know, hold me back. So I just, I just want people to be happy and healthy and whole. Damn. Mm -hmm. Just so that we can live good lives. Yeah. And, and I, and just you even saying be whole is, you know, like perfect for me too, because it's like, so much of what we've gone through, we wear so many different hats. We're trying to support other people, whether it's kids or family or work or the community itself, it can all like weigh on our shoulders and we're not taking the the chance or the opportunity to be whole ourselves, you know, like, um, like a pot with like cracks and everything in it, you know, like when are we going to like patch right. up our cracks so that, you know, we can, you know, be whole because you know, as a Scorpio, as an independent single mother, I have many times just pushed through, be like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I can't do this. I can't worry about that. And then I'll break down. (laughs) You know, and then it'll just all crumbled up. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's it's so much healthier (laughs) if you process things, you know, like along the way and you don't just hold everything in. And I've had to learn this myself. Like, okay, don't just hold it I in. I love hold that it, for hold you. It in, and then you can't breathe. And yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I mean, whether it's reflections from my daughter of how she sees me and then I'm like, oh, I don't want her to, um, me and my cousin, we, we talk a lot and I'm like, well, our daughters aren't going to have the same issues that we had, <laughs> you right. know? So it's like, okay, I don't right. want for her those burdens that I've had, I'm like, okay. And we all went better for those around us and, and, you know, not just for her, but for her friends and for other young women, you know, I want them to, you know, 
feel strong enough and empowered enough that they can make decisions about their lives and they don't have to constantly put themselves second to somebody else and constantly worry about other yeah. people, put other people first. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we, it's so true. We really have to take care of ourselves first so that we can then take care of other people. And you're modeling really beautiful things for her. So you are breaking the traditions and the things that they say, because <laughs> that's important, right? Like we, we emulate what we see, right? Like I, um, I became a caretaker at a young age. I helped my mother co-parent my brother for, at the age of nine until I went away to college. And so, um, in this regard, I rejected that because I don't have children. Cause I just was like, I know what it's all about changing a diaper at 2 AM. And that's not fun, mm -hmm. you know, but I do realize right, yeah. that like, um, things t you, you learn things and then you either continue them or you break them or change them. And that right. is really where the beauty is. Like when you break or change it, because you're just like, I have the wherewithal and the understanding and the knowledge, even if you don't, mm -hmm. but you know, it's not right to not visit this on someone else because of how it made me feel. That's community. When you don't want yeah. to pass on your thing to someone else, because there are a lot of people who say, oh, it happened to me. So I'm, I'm, it needs to happen to you too. And it's like, whoa, that is not okay. You know? <laughs> and I think for me, right, that's like, right. <laughs> you know, that's not healthy and actually it's toxic and traumatizing and you need to not be that. But so many of us, um, have been traumatized in a way that, that we do have that belief. And so I love that. I love that. And I love when you said like you were, we were mending the cracks. I made my cracks with mm. gold lace because that's not no plaster, Ooh. not no boring ass plaster girl. Just <laughs> let it look beautiful and pretty and all of that. So, you know, when you think about mm -hmm. the cracks, fill them up with like gorgeous, beautiful colors and not some boring old plaster that the contractors I use. I like that. That was a terrible that's analogy, right. yes. but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down though, because what I got from that is you see these stretch marks. Yes, they are beautiful and they help make yes, me who I am. So I don't They're have to shiny hide too. Them. They hit the right light. Exactly. <laughs> Facts. Very true. Yes. So you can see the glory and what I have come through. Okay. I'm not hiding it. Exactly. You're just going to see it's a little extra shiny. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, and I love you being like, extra. Like so. a glitter ball. I love it. Put some glitter on it, girl. Put glitter on it. Let it shine through a rainbow yes. color of glitter on those things. I listen. I yes. got it on my and arms. Like okay, shoot, let's go. <laughs> right, and then when That's people can it. see it, then I could tell you a story about it. <laughs> Each one, teach one. Telling you the a body story. tells the story exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I gosh. love it. We're starting a new thing, body glitter in a different way. <laughs> That's right. Yes, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I mean, like, I know like for me myself, you know, I, you know, went through education, went through, you know, school and everything like that it was predominantly white schools for most of my time. Um, I got pregnant, you know, in high school and ended up having my daughter and then I went to college and all that stuff. And so it, it just kind of, um, I guess for me, part of that empowering of young women is, you know, just making sure that those stereotypes or whatever people thought about you, or they yes. thought you couldn't do this, or, um, they thought you were going to fail or, um, or, 
you know, they just didn't respect you or they're just thinking, oh, single your mom working like, oh, what are you doing? You know, like you'll just always stay there forever. Like, no, by any means necessary. I'm just work and do what I have to do. Exactly. Um, so that kind of really pushed me to want to help other, you know, like young women and help them to find their strength and everything like that so that they, you know, can know that, yes, you can get through this. It's not the end of the world. Um, so like your work that you're working with nonprofit and then you started working with Black Women Be Whole, is this something that you've always wanted to do? Like, did you always want to work with um, helping organizations or helping women or like, you know, how did you discover that, you know, passion within yourself? And I know you mentioned also like just your healing process, but did you know or did yes. you think that you would always want to work with women this way? I, so that's so interesting. I did not. And because, um, I actually work with youth. So, um, a lot of, um, okay. I was a board member with a nonprofit organization for a number of years that was, um, youth focused. I was a mentor with that same organization for a number of years prior to that. Like I got out of college and I did a, the, I worked with, um, you know, across the street in the summer program. So a lot of the things that I did had, had, you know, been youth focused and, um, and I'm not sure what happened, but I think for me, I just was like, okay, the youth can't be okay until the adults are okay. Because mm -hmm. the women have to be okay because they're the caretakers. And so they, they're creating the environment for these children to thrive and be healthy. And so you can want everything you want for this kid, but if they go home to that mama or that father and they go home to that environment that's not healthy, it, it, it can all get undone. So, you know, for me, it was really like, hey, let's try a different way with this because you know, I'm a woman, I know what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing. And it was just like this epiphany, like are other people experiencing it? And so you start asking questions and you start seeing the, you know, commonalities. Um, once you get to a certain age range, like, oh, that too. Ooh. <laughs> you know, and so for me, I <laughs> right? think, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted to widen the net and kind of like, oh, I hate saying the word impact because, you know, I, I love doing this. I want to continue doing it. I want it to be a thing that I'm remembered for. So I guess that is impact. Um, and it's a, oddly enough, I thought of, I, I made this switch because um, I had watched this PBS show that talked about um, um, civil rights leaders. So like Martin Luther King was the church. Whitney Young was the business. You know, uh, oh God, who was the guy who did SNCC? That was kind of like the colleges. So everyone had a different piece of the pie to make up the whole pie. And so they were, mm -hmm. they were working on their end to support, you know, civil rights. And I just thought that was an amazing concept. Like if we, and it's, it's replication of the village, right? Like the, the auntie who's the healer, like that's her job. Like let her do her job. You don't do the job <laughs> if you're going out to build stuff. So, you know, it's living into the thing that you're, that you're, that you want to be or that you may have some skills for, you got to go get some more, but also just really thinking about like, what's the hole that I want to fill? And, and I saw that, and we saw, cause Anisha as a therapist, she's her 95% uh, of her clients are black and women, um, that there was a need for mental health for black women, you know, and real like conversation around the things that we're experiencing. Like we talk about incarceration because that's a storyline for a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us, um, whether it's, you know, indirect or, or, you know, second or third hand. Um, you know, we talked about kind of like 
you know, if, if we get deep enough with intimate partner violence, like just it, if it needs to come up and someone needs to speak about it, we, you know, we got you because that's where, where else are you going? If you're not going to get therapy, which seems sometimes be cost prohibitive, or you don't have enough black therapists or people who are culturally competent to deal with some of this stuff. Um, and then you also have like people who just don't, they don't have access, you know? And so for us, it was really about like, what can we provide to um, women to help them? Because not everyone's getting the thing they need. And we're, and a lot of them are suffering in silence or, or I'm like the de facto therapist for my friends who don't get therapy. Like, okay, girl, I was on here for five hours listening to your problems mm-hmm. and I need to go to sleep. I don't have all the right. tools Be like- and it made you feel better to dump on me, but now I'm sad. So I need, and then, you know, calling your other friends, like I need you to pass this off tomorrow to the other friend because I did enough today. And so really thinking about like, how do we collectively, you know, support stuff? So that's what it was in my long roundabout way, whatever the question you asked. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Yes. It was was really... But see, tangents are what you know that passion that comes out of us too. When we start talking about one thing and then start talking about another thing, yes. And that even made me think about the intersectionality of everything, you know, because you know you started with the kids and then you realize, okay, well, in order to help the kids, I have to help the women. I have to help, like you know, the head of you know, even if the man's the head of the household, but sometimes yes. they're not there, or we're at least the neck. So we're making the head turn. So either way, the woman Hello. is really like shaping and forming the household in these in these formidable years for the children um and if we're impacted by you know the the penal system or if we're impacted by violence or by gun violence then even if it's not us personally it impacts us through the community and and that can also impact yes. the children through how we act to that i know some children mm-hmm. who um their parents don't let them go nowhere like we live in Brooklyn, you know, but they know right. their neighborhood. They don't really go anywhere else. Don't do anything else. Um, even when I lived in Boston, like how I said, I went to mostly white schools. Well, all my friends in, in the city, when I was in the city, I had some friends who never left the city. So they've never even been to the suburbs or to, you know, they've never worked in a company that was predominantly white. They never went to a school that was predominantly white. They never went to a city that was predominantly white. Right. Well, people people might say Boston's predominantly white, but, you know, we just don't go to those parts. <laughs> like, you stay in your neighborhood. That's it. <laughs> you know, so. Real but, close. Like, ooh, I don't, wanna, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'll stay here. <laughs> right. You know, like, I know my neighborhood. I know what's going on around here. But, um, but yeah, those things that impact us or things that we've come in contact with change how we act and react and that, and our kids see that, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And, so. and those are like life events, right? Those are the things. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't grow up in anyone's home. I was outside and you know, it was like, come home before the light comes on, but also just be wild and free until then because there was no one watching. So, <laughs> you know, not having that scrutiny, and kind of having everything like sort of be managed or something. So I, you know, I don't have like that kind of fear of like, what if someone's watching me or, you know, being afraid to go outside. There are people who are just, or, or, you know, I have a friend who's very, um, she has a lot of anxiety because she always thinks that people is going to think that she's stupid. And it's like, but why? Right. Because it's, again, it's the upbringing. It's the thing you could never do anything right. And so therefore you felt a certain way. 
And so, and imagine all of those different experiences coming into room and no one's talking and we're expected to connect. <laughs> we're bringing all of our things with us into the room. <laughs> okay. And so it is hard as heck to mm -hmm. connect. And not even knowing that we have something similar, you know, like I'm sitting right next to somebody and we could be going through the same thing, but us not talking or connecting unless until we actually, you know, make that um, connection or to speak on it yeah. so that we know that, oh yeah, I went through that too. Yeah. <laughs> so you really do have to ask the question. You do, you do. And you have to be brave mm -hmm. enough to um, be okay with being vulnerable, right? Like the safe space is what allows people to share because, you know, someone is in the room is going to have the same experience. I mean, we start really big, right? Like to be black and a woman in America, whether you're Caribbean, African or whatever, you got the gist of it now. Hello. You know, and then we distill it mm -hmm. down even further because there's so many different kind of layers that we all have experienced. You know, a lot of times it's the, the, the major things, right? We've been caretakers or we've had to do this or that, or, you know, I hate to say we've been abandoned, <laughs> we got daddy issues, but you know, it seems to be a heavy thing. You know, when you break it down into themes is like popular versus not so popular. You're like, wow, what is going on over here with these popular themes? <laughs> They're not healthy. Okay. <laughs> we got that's why we've got a lot of work to do. Like all right. For healing. And so it's like, it's like, is it trauma bonding or is it healing? No, it's, we got to get it together. We got to get it out. We got to name it. And then we've got to do our own kind of work for it. Cause mm -hmm. what you name need it. to heal is not what I need to heal. It may be very different, but you know what? Give me some information. Exactly. I might be able to look into that. And so, um, connecting and sharing storytelling, like that's a cultural thing for us, right? Like talking and, and, and connecting through stories. Yes is important. So we get you talking. Yeah, we don't do yeah. a lot of talking. We facilitate and you're talking because it's not our space. <laughs> like we're not here to teach you anything. We're here to help you, you know, let go a little bit and, and, and feel safe because we've, we've um, curated the space in a way that allows you to understand that the, these women in the room are just as um, in need of things as you are. And they're willing to do some work too. So let's do it together. Cause it's hard to do it by yourself. So that's, that's the gist of it. If I had to, uh, and there's a little bit of twerking and then we're going to do some work. So there's, there's all the things in there when we do the brunches. In <laughs> Cause you got to let loose a little bit. Twerking, working, working, twerk. <laughs> well, shoot, that sounds like just about everything I like to do. So <laughs> we got some brunches, we yes. got some hugs, we got some yes. storytelling, exactly. connecting, brunching, twerking. <laughs> Did I say brunching? Because, you know. Yes. Brunching is beautiful. Brunch is beautiful. Oh Bonding over brunch. You know, we break bread and, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. and, and, we, and we get some mimosas and get you right. But, I, I you know, I yes. love that. Like, I've met yes. lots of amazing women um, and people that I already knew were amazing. I've gotten to know them more through this. And they've been supportive and they've been wonderful. Oh. And, you know, not to say that they've bought into it, but. It's so rewarding and validating to see people say, I need this. And it's like, I'm so glad that I created yes. this thing that you can use. Thank you to anyone who's bought it and supported oh, it. Good. Thank you to anyone who will, because it's for you, you know? And so I feel like I'm connecting with you, even though I'm not there through that book because of the things, right? 
we just took what we're going through or we've gone right. through. We've added some things that are like best practices in therapy, therapeutic, but you know, it's stuff that we would want. So there it is. Yeah. And it's okay to claim it. Yes. And that's, there claim we it. go. Hey, sis, are you okay? Hey. Hello. <laughs> you got to check on your strong friends. So, you yes. know, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. No more facades oh, of being good. strong. That's, that's not going to happen anymore. We can't do it. We must let go. That's, yeah. That's so old school. Yes. Yes. We're all about authenticity <laughs> now. We're going to bring our full self to our friendships, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, and, and here's the thing. Yes. And I tell people, you know, some, some of your authenticity is not for everybody to handle. You got to figure out who can handle it all. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like, I can't talk to you about that yet. We got to get you there. But I, I will, you will definitely uh-huh. get there if you continue to be friends with me. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? <laughs> That's right. We're working on it. We're building our strength. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I had a great time. And um, I really wanted to bring you on so that we could let people know about Black Woman Be Whole. Um, because I, I mean, exactly what we were talking about. I truly believe in sharing our black stories, um, helping to lift up each other by like talking about either what we've been through or what we've accomplished, you know, because, Hey, you know, you're next, you know, this is something that you can do that your daughter can do. And actually I hear like the booming system going down the street. So I might just even say, (laughs) okay, BK, hello, (laughs) is it summertime? (laughs) Yes. When it gets in July and August, <laughs> they I think know. it's summertime. You like it's sixty five degrees. It. Calm you know, down. Dude comes down the street. <laughs> right, you know they're like, I want everyone to hear my system, and I want your alarms to go off. Also, right. <laughs> I don't want you to go to sleep. Um, right. Yeah. Up all night. Um, but yeah, I, I really believe that like sharing our stories, sharing our black stories are so important because then that lets other people see that, you know, we're not perfect. Like the things that we've gone through are things that they can overcome as well. Um, and so I just love highlighting women, bringing women on to the Improper Mimi show where we talk about empowering women at home, work and play. And, you know, we have a good time with it, you know, so yeah, thank you so much. I might go twerk after I hang up with you. <laughs> We got to get some more steps in. So, you know, we got to like, okay, do it all. (laughs) And every, and every session with a dance off, like what you want. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, tell everyone where we can find you and where we can learn more information about black women be whole. I'm happy to do that. Um, so you can go to our website, uh, www.blackwomanbehole, W-H-O-L-E, not the other one, because um, people spell it wrong all the time, <laughs> dot com. Um, and uh, you know, we've got a podcast on there, the book, all sorts of stuff. You can find out about our events, our brunches, our retreats, which we hope to do soon, take y'all out into you know, the wilderness and you know, let's get primal a little bit and let some of that out. Stay tuned yes. for that. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, Black Woman Be Whole. Um, yeah. And our podcast, you can find it on all of the things, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Play. Um, it's called the Black Woman Be Whole yeah. podcast. We're on season two. 
trying to laugh it up, figure it out. Mm-hmm. We just talk. We just talk some stuff. We talk some <laughs> snack. Come and come and listen to us. Laugh with us. That's all I can say. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. And if anyone wants to email us, info at blackwomanbehold.com. We love connecting with people, partnerships, anything that anyone wants to do. Shoot us an email. You know, we definitely um or hit us in the DMs. You know, okay. Uh, we definitely love hey. talking to people and connecting. <laughs> So any way, shape, or form that we yeah. can work with people, we're, that's what we're about. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to keep it to ourselves and, and no, and no one should anyway. So that's it. That's I think right. all the things. Sharing is caring. <laughs> yes. yes. Excellent. Yes, and is. I'll be sure to list out all the things too. So people could just go ahead and click, 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 click. <laughs> click all the things. Click and share, like, and review. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we got some shirts. We got some cute little shirts, everything. We coming out with the the season yeah. collection. Y'all keep it cute out there. That's what we need to do. A hundred percent. I'm looking yes. forward to it. <laughs> yes. And bye, hey bye. sis. Are you okay? For you and your friends. And y'all should do a little group thing. Keep it cute. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, okay. That's right. There it is. That's right. Get it. Get through it Listen, all together. Listen, see how looking through the rainbow <laughs> and the sunshine. We were like, it's something there. Just get it, mm-hmm. girl. You know, the imagery was important it was to us. So. It brought that smile. Right. Where your joy at? Yeah. Find it. Over there. You find it on your own. You can find it. So <laughs> that's what we wanted to do. I'm about to go find my joy in a glass of wine right. next, honey. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Cool. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And I know that we will definitely be keeping in touch. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to um been able to do this with you. And I had fun, most importantly. So thank you so much for, for your platform. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Improper Mimi. Like Kim said, we bring you this content as a labor of our love. We want women to know that they are more powerful than they think they are. And now is the time to take care of yourself and your mental health. All month long, I will be sharing clips from other Improper Mimi episodes with tips on mental health awareness. Until then, please remember to share this episode with another sister and ask her, Hey sis, are you okay? All right, y'all, stay as fabulous as you are, protect your self-worth, and as always, keep telling Black stories. Ciao.